They received the word, the preaching from Jonah, and they received it as it really is, the word of God, which judges hearts and thoughts and attitudes, and the word cut their hearts, and the people receiving that word of God had only one place to turn, to the God that Jonah was proclaiming. Jonah's mission was to declare the coming judgment of God to a people who needed to repent and turn aside from their sin to the mercy of God. And as we consider the word of our God from Jonah chapter 3, we'll see how the anointed one is awesome because his mercy is abundant. This message is from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona. Ancient faith for today's world. January 21st, 2024. Jonah chapter 3. You know, it seems like there's a lot of the work of God that deals with water or the high seas. In fact, many of the miracles and great events in the Bible surround that. Consider the flood or the way that God, the first prominent miracle God displayed for the people of Israel was the river Nile being changed to blood or the people passing through the waters. And of course, we can get to the New Testament and see how Jesus walks on water, how he calms the storm, and how he calls his disciples. And Mark summarized a shorter incident, but we see him giving them a miraculous catch of fish then and even after he rose from death. God's in charge of the waters and the fish of the sea. He wants to make that pretty clear. And maybe one that might stand out in your mind too with the, the waters and the fish would be a man named Jonah. And yes, some people will deny that it's a real miracle event, but what we'll see today is this miracle is actually not the greatest miracle in the book of Jonah. And as we consider the word of our God from Jonah chapter 3, we'll see how the anointed one is awesome because his mercy is abundant. As we look at this part of Jonah's book, we see something that should stand out as you read. It says, Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. I think most Christians are aware of the first time and what happened. How Jonah received that word that he was to go to the, the people of Nineveh and how he was to share with them the message to turn from their sins to repentance or the city would be destroyed. How God wanted him, Jonah, basically to be a missionary to the Ninevites. And we're probably familiar with Jonah's enthusiastic response. Enthusiastically in the opposite direction. Instead of traveling on a cross to the land and to Nineveh, he goes to the shore and he goes on a boat and he sails the opposite way. But of course, God is the God of the seas too, which Jonah should have well known. And then we have that miraculous event as Jonah admits his fault and he's thrown overboard. He's crying to the Lord that he's drowning in the depths of the sea, but it says, the Lord provided a great fish. Some children's story depicted as a whale, and maybe that's the case, but it says in the Hebrew, a great fish. And people argue that this, this couldn't really be true. Jonah's just a, a story that people made up, made to tell a point. But we should be clear. This here, too, is... God's word, the same God who flooded this world, the same God who calmed the storm, the same God who caused those fish to jump into the nets for his disciples, it says, caused 
a great fish, made appear a great fish for Jonah. And whether he was revived or spat out half dead, doesn't make any difference. God had done it. And if you doubt that this story is true, it's only a matter of faith. Jesus literally says Jonah was in the fish for three days and three nights. It's recorded twice in the Gospels. But you know, what I'm here today to tell you is that's not the greatest miracle of the book of Jonah. What we see happen next is the greatest thing in Jonah's book. It says, the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Think about who this man Jonah was. He had God's word. At a time when, perhaps during the reign of Jeroboam II, Israel, where Jonah lived and worked, the people of Israel were wicked and many of them were turning aside to godless things. God was still giving his word to prophets like Jonah. And more than that, God wanted to even send out his word from Israel through men like Jonah. That's an amazing truth that we get a glimpse of quite clearly here in the Old Testament. God desired to send his word to a foreign land for his purposes. And then probably what should be striking is the fact that Jonah rebelled. He didn't listen to God. But should that be so striking? When we are surrounded by a world that doesn't have God's word and by people who are lost in wickedness and sin and God gives us his word and we hold back or we, we hold and possess his word but we don't always listen to our God. What we see in Jonah is the, the stubborn heart that though it's been showered with grace and the love of God poured out on it, it's still it still does not obey and listen to God. And God must fight against that. We shouldn't be too amazed that Jonah fled when you consider all the times that you, who have God's word, did not hear it, did not take it to heart, did not follow it, and maybe, maybe even did listen very enthusiastically so that you could run the opposite direction that God told you to go. And yet God came to Jonah a second time and what follows is actually just as amazing. It says, Now Jonah obeyed the Lord, and Nineveh, he traveled to it. It was a very great city, one that would take about three days to thoroughly preach across and travel through. And it says, Jonah went and traveled throughout the city for one day, proclaiming his message. Forty more days, and Nineveh will be overturned. Now people speculate that at this time, Nineveh was maybe prepared by God to hear that message. There were plagues about this time. There were terrible things happening in the city and great wickedness. But that's beside the point. The, the message is clear that Jonah had. The word of God, the powerful word that Nineveh was going to be destroyed and its time had run short. How well do you think this world would receive that type of message? Many Christians think that you're, you're supposed to have a, you know, a pastor that's approachable and doesn't talk about the law. Let's not talk about destruction and God's judgment. Let's, let's talk about how God loves you. Jonah's mission was to declare the coming judgment of God to a people who needed to repent and turn aside from their sin to the mercy of God. And yet what people look for today is 
you know, that, that pastor that preaches with his Hawaiian shirt and his only message is, God loves you. Despite whatever you're doing, it doesn't matter what you've done and what you're going to do and where your heart is, keep on sinning because you're loved. God also calls the sinner to turn from their sin. Forty more days and Nineveh will be destroyed, echoed throughout the city of Nineveh. Maybe Jonah spoke some gospel, but his mission was primarily to declare judgment and warning. And then, then we see what I would call perhaps one of the most miraculous things in the book of Jonah. It doesn't say the people believed Jonah. It says that the people believed God. They received the word, the preaching from Jonah, and they received it as it really is, the word of God, which judges hearts and thoughts and attitudes, and the word cut their hearts, and the people receiving that word of God had only one place to turn, to the God that Jonah was proclaiming. Some people wonder if this was really the people repenting in Nineveh and if this was really turning from sin as a repentance is described in the Bible. But the word here is repent. And Jesus in the New Testament says that the, the, the men of Nineveh, the people of Nineveh, they will stand in judgment against the people who did not listen to Christ. They repented. And it says all of them, from the, the greatest of them to the least, and our reading earlier skipped over it, but even the, the king of Nineveh made a decree calling on all to repent in the hope that God would relent and have mercy on them. The Lord's mercy is abundant. His mercy is great. And it's so great that we know and we hear in the pages of Scripture, the Lord does not desire that anyone perish, but that all come to a knowledge of the truth. And he's slow in bringing his judgment today because he wants everyone to come to repentance. God's mercy is so great. Sadly, as you read on in Jonah's book, he was upset at this mercy. That's kind of the point of the book, but what we see today is we can reflect how God, even though we at times have turned aside from his word, gives us his word, not just a second time, but day after day after day, he gives us his word. And day after day, he calls us to share that gospel truth with those around us. And it may be at times we look at the world around us and we say, they're so lost, they're so wicked, they're so perverted, they're so evil. Why should I share any word with them? But God's word is powerful. Law to cut the heart. Gospel to bring mercy in the showers of grace. It's powerful for us as day by day he forgives our sins and as he now calls on us to send out his gospel. The Lord, the anointed one, came in the flesh and showed his power, yes, over the waters and over the fish. As the disciples in amazement saw those fish jump into the boat, they heard Jesus say to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of people. And his plan was to bring people out of the darkness and evil of sin to the mercy of God. And yes, there were, there were people in Israel who had the word and didn't listen, but there were those messengers who went out 
And they spoke that message. Jesus was one of the, the first to give that example for his disciples as he said, repent, for the kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe the good news. And he calls on you to support and share that same message with the world today. Repent and believe the good news. We don't know if it's 40 more days or 40 years. We do know the end is near. His judgment is coming. And on every wicked deed, this world will stand in judgment. But our God is rich in mercy. And he does not desire that you perish for your sin or anyone around you, but that we turn from that sin to the mercy of God. We have that mercy because the Son of Man, the Anointed One, came. And he came in the flesh to himself take that destruction. And the anger of God relented and turned from mankind onto him as he took our place on the cross. And then... Probably the the greatest miracle that's hidden in the book of Jonah became true. Jesus said, just as Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and nights, the Son of Man will be in the tomb. And then on the third day, he will rise. And he lives as the Anointed One, our awesome living Savior. And as our anointed living King, he sends his gospel message. And he says, go and make disciples of all nations of all peoples, of all tribes, of all cultures, of all languages, of all types of people, regardless of the type of evil they might be steeped in or the type of perversion they might be teaching or following. He wants you to share the gospel peace that they might turn from their ways to the God of mercy. And then with you and with all the people in Jonah's time in Nineveh, they will stand in the judgment free from guilt, receiving the mercy of our God and the gift of life. The Anointed One is awesome. His mercy is abundant. Amen. Scripture alone we pray, O Lord. Hope in your word of send us For there is none on earth but you None other to befriend us You only, Lord, speak truth to us
Can nourish us. 